Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner, where we're enhancing your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Today, we are with Matt Williams from Platinum Financial Services. We're going to be talking all things about driving results from bookkeeping. So if you want to join in on the conversation, head over to Facebook and join the Full Stack Business Owner Community Facebook group. Ask Matt any questions. Myself, Charlie, we're more than happy to help out wherever we can. Now, before we get started, let's cue Charlie's disclaimer. Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products. All right, before we dive into the episode, uh, first and foremost, Matt Williams and the Platinum Financial Services team are actually sponsors of the Full Stack Business Owner Podcast, uh, and we actually do use some of their services as well. So it's an absolute pleasure having them on. Just thought I should shoot that out before we dive deeper. Now, Matt, welcome to the podcast. In uh, 30 seconds, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, how you help business owners? Sure. Uh so my name is Matt Williams, the owner of Platinum Financial uh, Solutions, and we help business owners achieve their business owners. My apologies, achieve their goals through knowing their numbers. Bookkeeping uh, out there is a dime a dozen. There is a lot of bookkeepers around, but they do a lot of compliance issues and compliance things, which everyone needs. We do as well. However, we help business owners get to where they want to go by making sure their numbers don't lie to them. That's what we do. Awesome, Matt. So, so awesome. And thrilled to have you on board as a sponsor as well. This is one of the things that I think, like, I'm going to use a play on words here. Like, one of the critical things for being a business owner and a full stack skill is having good numbers. And I think people fall short on it uh, all the time. Now, just to set this one up really well, can you please just explain the difference between, like, compliance bookkeeping, we'll call it, and then, like, bookkeeping for, like, insights to drive results? Sure. So compliance bookkeeping is what basically most bookkeepers will do. So they'll be compliance in making sure your GST is done, making sure your PAYG is correct, making sure your bank accounts, your credit cards, all that sort of stuff are reconciled. Your your information is up to date, you're going to zero and you've got that reconciliation is all done, all finished and everything's perfectly matched and balanced. That's compliance bookkeeping. That's great. We all need it. That's what we do as well. We do that compliance bookkeeping, but we go one step further. We make sure that in the insights and the, to, to make sure that we know what you guys want as business owners to ensure that you can actually get that information to achieve the goals you want to achieve. Now, numbers don't lie. They tell the truth every single day and they have no emotions. So therefore, it's those numbers will tell you whether you're actually achieving those goals or not and how you can adapt and change what you're doing to ensure that you achieve what you're going to get, what you want to, where the goal you want to achieve. Yeah. Do you, do you know how I think about this? I, I've, I really think about it as like, I think of it like diet, which sounds really weird, right? Imagine you were like eating just to survive, like just to survive versus like eating to thrive. Like there's a big difference between like getting the bare minimums in you to sustain life which is like doing the bare minimums with bookkeeping to keep the ATO happy versus like eating to thrive, being like a performance athlete. Like it's very, very different. And like this is like 
the analogy I want to use for business owners to really understand the, the uh, way that they can really go about this. I've had a really interesting experience and I almost think we'll, we'll all relate or have similar stories, I dare say, when we come into this, is that um, in my own circumstance, like I hit the entrepreneurial jackpot. I actually shacked up with a bookkeeper. So very fortunately, she's good looking as well. And that was actually the uh, key driving indicator in my 20s of how we came together. But it turned out to be very advantageous when I started a business many years later. Now, what I found so fascinating is that because Bianca was an accountant and bookkeeper, in my household, when I didn't understand something when it came to the books, is I could just like tap someone on the shoulder and say, hey, look, I'm making this profit here. Why is the bank account going down? Hey, we're doing this here. Like, can we, like, how should we do the reports so that we can understand this? And because Bianca had a vested interest in this business being successful, she took a lot of time and care with it. It was only like a few years into business that I realized, oh, hang on, this isn't how everyone else works with their bookkeeper. Well, not everyone <laughs> no, sleeps with their bookkeeper. No. <laughs> like, I'm, sitting, I'm like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, we might have a business model here we could explore, but I, I don't know if so I would necessarily recommend that. I'm out. <laughs> but but it, it's given me this really unique perspective because I didn't realize that I had something very different than what other business owners had. And then when I highlighted to them, that to them, they were like shocked. So I would say to someone, I'm like, well, why haven't you got like your income separated so you know which products on your report are actually selling better? And they'll be like, what do you mean? You like, can do oh, that? You can do that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then this thing would come out. It's like, oh, I thought my bookkeeper would take care of that. Or, oh, yeah. I thought my accountant would tell my bookkeeper to take care of that. And it's like business owners didn't know it's their responsibility to be a part of the bookkeeping process. So it's really yeah. fascinating. There's so many sins when it comes to bookkeeping. And it's really, really interesting. But Grant, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. But then I want to go to Matt. And Matt, I'm going to prep you on this one. I want to know the most common sins you've come across in the reports. But, I mean, was your experience similar, Grant? Like, I mean, you're very strong in financials now. Like, I've witnessed that firsthand. But I doubt you came out of the womb like that. <laughs> no. So, I am. Um, so, I, I have an affinity for numbers in general. And so, but I always look at them as like the greatest feedback mechanism. However, for me personally, I always used a different set of numbers than like my books because I'm like, okay, this, this books are just for, the whole tax office and the quarterly reporting and all those kind of things. Oh, yeah, they're, so they're I just, useless. Let's just the ATO. Who needs the actual facts? Um, <laughs> but to that point, like, and I'll tell two stories. So I had multiple businesses running through one company and so they used to just hit one line for sales, <laughs> right? So I could actually, couldn't actually tell which <laughs> The card door sin. That's like Did the that, prime sin. All right. It, took me like I think it was a year and a half or two years to actually make the request hey can we split these out and give a guide and like well this is, this is what what each one was because I just had another excel spreadsheet that I use um, but the second one was I actually got to a point where I looked back at my previous financial statements and we actually needed to reopen the books because what had happened is so I had a bookkeeper and an accountant and the bookkeeper was just like hitting that reconcile button and they'd set up a whole heap of rules in zero just to go, 
auto reconcile, auto reconcile, auto reconcile. So there were a whole heap of transactions that were marked as no GST that had GST on it. There were like travel expenses that were put under like subscriptions and marketing costs and all, all these random things, which just really impacted all of my founded financial statements. And it was the greatest example of where like a business owner had not utilized a bookkeeper slash an accountant, like that wow. duo to actually provide them the feedback that they needed just because I was just looking at every problem as selling more. And even to the ex- even to the extent that, you know, my criteria of success for my bookkeeper was if I logged into zero and there wasn't the blue reconcile button. If the blue reconcile Ooh. button was there and it was like more than five, I'm like, bookkeeper, get on this and start like fixing this up, please. <laughs> like that was, that's all it was. It's so fascinating. It's so, so yeah. fascinating because I, every business owner I know wants better data wants to be able to like uh, have this ability to draw insight and make really good decisions. But at the same time, they're not recognizing that it starts with the books. And yeah. absolutely, uh, your financials are the most critical metrics to be tracking in a business. Now, Matt, I hope you're prepared <laughs> now. What have you seen? Like, what have you seen? Like, what, what are the most common uh, sins or mistakes you're seeing in the books? The, the most common sin, and we've all been there, we've all done it, is using your bank account as your financials. So your bank account goes down, you got to do something, your bank account goes up, look at me, thump the chest, I'm the best. Um, that is the cardinal sin. Like bank accounts can fluctuate day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. But just because your bank account goes down doesn't mean you're losing. Just because it goes up doesn't mean you're winning. It all comes down to timing. And that's the biggest thing of financials is timing. But the biggest sin is not talking to your bookkeeper. You know, Grant, your example, perfect example of like, oh, it's five. I've been into clients and there's 300 transactions to reconcile, but that's two days worth of transactions. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like you can't, you can't just work on that one thing. And you know that now and, and happy to go back. But having that information and having that knowledge about who your bookkeeper is and what they bring to your team, and I, I use that word very heavily, team, because they are part of part of what you do. They should be. Um, and but the biggest sin is not utilizing to them to their capacity as well. Like they so know. Can I, can I lean yeah. into that? How should a business owner work with a bookkeeper in this example? Because I feel like there's a mismanaged expectations, mm-hmm. like. Every business owner I know when they work with, uh, I'll say particularly bookkeepers and accountants, they seem to believe that the accountant and the bookkeeper should be guiding the process. You should be telling me how my reports should look. You should be telling me what to track in this. And then if I, you know, with the power of hindsight, I feel like the bookkeepers and accountants are almost wanting to hear that feedback from the business owner. Like, what would you want to track? What are your goals in these things? So we can highlight them in your ports, a report, sorry. But no one ever talks to each other. So in turn, what we end up is with shitty reports that don't get read. like, uh, And then business owners that don't know how to read their reports as well, which I think is really fascinating. So yeah. break it down for us. If I was working uh, with a bookkeeper, and I realize this will be different depending on the business type and size and all the rest of it. But what is an ideal format? How should they even approach it? It's communication. Like the, the biggest t- the biggest thing is communication. Communi- open communication between yourself and your bookkeeper has to be there. Now, w- whether you communicate daily, personally, I don't have time for daily. If you have fifty clients, you got you just don't have time. 
but you should be communicating with each other at minimum monthly, minimum, because that way you can then go, okay, guys, let's get feedback on what's happened. So with numbers, and this is part of my experience as an auditor for 20 years is I've lived in the past. I live in the past and I plan for the future. There is no today as an auditor. As a bookkeeper, I have that now I can work on today. So we can make mm-hmm. better changes. We can get better information on a regular basis, on a monthly basis, and get more information from you to about how to change what you're doing to make better returns to get to your goal. And that's so the bottom So when you say line. communicate monthly, right? So let's say someone's like, cool, I've got a bookkeeper. I'm going to book in uh, time to speak with them or email with them or message with them, whatever is appropriate in that relationship. What are they actually discussing here? Like, what are they trying to do to actually work together here? Because again, I just want to like unpack that more deeply because I feel like a lot of business owners could just book in a meeting and then it'd be a complete waste of time. Yeah, hundred percent. With that, there's two two forms. So for me personally, I can't speak for other bookkeepers. For me personally, is I want to give you feedback on how you've been going. So we look at some data and metrics about what you're doing. So I will sit down with each client and go, what do you want to know and when do you want to know it and where do you want to go? So we can go, okay, this we yes, we achieved those. We set five goals. We achieved those five goals. No, we didn't achieve those five goals. Why not? And then the business owner comes back to me and says, well, we didn't achieve this because of this. We did this. I changed this. One client didn't pay. So therefore, our income is down. I want to get you a know, minimum 20% income you know, of my goal. It's like, or I want to get 20% return on investment. We got 16%. Why? Okay, one client didn't pay. Okay, we'll look at next month. Next month's going to be larger. So we'll bring that into a We'll work that out as we go along. So some months might be larger, some months might be smaller. But they need to communicate that information back and forth. So as a business owner, you should be saying, hey, this is what I want to know. And if you don't know as a business owner, and I'm speaking to everyone out there, if you don't know, ask me, what should I be tracking? What should I be looking at? What should I actually know? And we'll work with you and get you that information and go, okay, return on investment, that's the biggest thing. Uh I'll, I'll use a quick analogy here, so for, uh, and I think it's quite appropriate. If you're investing in Facebook ads, let's say for example you're investing a thousand dollars a month, twelve grand a year in Facebook ads, and your your business is growing and you're getting good returns, you're getting good information, but your traffic is coming from Google or YouTube. But if you don't know what that return on investment is for the Facebook ads, you won't know that you've just wasted twelve thousand dollars. Maybe it's better they don't track it. So they don't know. It's like, <laughs> to, to get that insight, but that's a really interesting insight. And it just brings up this idea of how different it could be, right? I used a diet analogy at the start, right? And I will continue on that path. A diet that supports someone that wants to gain 10 kilos versus a diet that wants to support someone losing weight has very different metrics. Absolutely. And it was, so, it, is, it is quite interesting, right? Because I'm going to for. I've been doing business for a very long time and I can follow my sword very well because when I was very green at this, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not a perfect person, although now I'm pretty good at business, I like to think, Charlie. Uh, I used to look... So, so, I, used to look <laughs> I used to look at as my bookkeeper as a subordinate to my accountant and that was how I looked at like that team right, which was the bookkeeper did what the accountant wanted them to do and then I would talk to the accountant to the extent like I had bookkeepers that I never had a conversation with 
it was a transactional relationship to me. It was, and this was like a decade ago, right? Where I'm just like, cool, you just talk to the accountant. If the accountant needs something reconciled, happy days. But then my accountant will do the review to make sure that you've done the quality that you need to do, <laughs> right? And I love the fact that you're sitting there saying, well, no, the better the better way to operate with a bookkeeper is that they are essentially the ones bringing you the scoreboard based on the game that you're looking to play. And I will fall again on my sword, which is like 10 years ago, I actually would not have thought of the questions to direct to a bookkeeper. So it's almost like your point, Charlie, of just going, well, I'll just log into like a Facebook ad account and I should be able to figure this out myself as opposed to going, yeah, but what are all of the costs and how does all of this factor in? And so I, I concur that it took me a lot of pain to actually recognize that, hey, no, I need to talk to my bookkeeper more often because they are the ones who can provide me the data quicker, easier and faster, but also change sort of the reports that I'm looking at. But also then found out that they are not a subordinate to the accountant. They are a subordinate to me and they are at the same level as an accountant. The accountant just provides me different reports. And so that was one of the biggest things that I found. Like, if you were to try and draw a line down the sand for us, Maddie, and this is a very pointed question, <laughs> what difference in reports do you think a business owner gets from a bookkeeper to like an accountant, for example? The, basically, the bookkeeper will give you similar reports. So the accountant can give you a balance sheet and a profit loss and a cash flow statement. They will give you that information, but they will use that data for other print, other purposes. So they'll use that for BAS. They'll use it for PAYG. They'll use it for um, income tax. They'll use it for that side of things. Bookkeepers will use the data, same data, same information. We all use what we call the centralized general ledger, and that's what Zero and MyOb Online and all that sort of stuff allows us to do. But we use it for different things to make decisions. So accountants will actually allow, allow you We'll give you advice if they if you want them to to say, hey, you looked at this, you saved tax this way, can you do that? Yes, that's their job. But bookkeepers allow you to change. I, I, I put it down to a steering wheel or a rudder on a ship. The accountant and the bookkeeper both have one hand on the on the steering wheel each, but they work together all the time, but using different sides of it. So I can actually come to you and ask for, and I, I know that I can because I do this anyway, <laughs> and say, hey, this is what I care about for the next financial year, which is irrelevant to tax compliance. It's irrelevant to BAS submissions. It's irrelevant to what an accountant could be looking for because I might be sitting there saying, hey, I'm looking to try and increase my profitability. Can you show me the areas that I might be overspending or I might be underspending or the products that are more profitable, et cetera, which is then just changing lines within that general ledger in order for me to get a better report. But then the accountant at the end of the day just goes, no, it just rolls up to this. Like, this is your profit. <laughs> this is what you lost. Exactly. I, I love that. Do you think that it's valuable for business owners to talk to their bookkeeper around goals, like what they're trying to achieve? Because now, like my understanding of viewpoint from 10 years ago of just saying, well, it's a subordinate to the accountant. I just share my goals to my accountant. And now I'm better at this. So I share my goals to both. Like, is it appropriate to share all of the goals to the bookkeeper or is there some goals? Like how, how do you portray that? You again, communication is is a paramount, but you need to share those goals because we, as bookkeepers, give you feedback on what you want to change. It's the old attitude, and everyone says that what's get what gets measured gets managed. And if mm -hmm. you can measure something and get some information on it, you can manage it, and you can change the 
trajectory of it. So let's say, for example, using Charlie's uh, example of weight gain, if you want to weight gain, save money, well, that's going to require different data and different reporting on you don't care, you care how much you spent, but you don't care how much is you know sitting in your PAYG account, you care how much is sitting in your savings account. Whereas you're trying to lose weight, trying to reduce their expenses, you don't care what's sitting in the cash account, you care what's sitting in the expenses account and what how much has changed. We can compare it to last month, last quarter, last year, last five years, and we can see that, hey, the weight loss has gone down. You, know, you were spending $12,000 on Facebook ads and getting return on investment of 1%. Now you're spending $3,000 and getting a return on investment of 17%. That then is inf- useful information to you, but we don't know that unless we know your goals. One of the things I've really learned across the journey with accounts as well, and I would consider this an area I'm very strong in, is, is the reports need to change as you change. Like yep. when you're a start, like a startup, like or even a business trying to grow, that's very different than what you would look at in your reports if you're more established. So like if you're, yep. for example, you might be tracking profitability heavily when you're an established business, like all you care about is margin and profit. But when you're trying to grow, that's almost like a, a – poor quality metric to track because you might want to be spending your profit on growth or reinvesting in team. So you can kind of get a mismanaged expectation on what the reports need to look like. Now, I've just mentioned like one idea of like the different stages of business, but I think it also changes depending on like, for example, when you have pandemics. Like I know that I was paying way more attention to cash flow and reserves when the you know, and uh, events of the last few years came out versus what I was at in different times as well. And the idea that most business owners are getting the same reports every month that they're probably not reading and then trying to keep their metrics the same just doesn't make sense to me. It makes way more sense to utilize these reports in a better way and basically develop a scoreboard that's suitable for measuring what's actually important to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah sorry, but yeah. And we can change, like, you can change that as you go along. You can change it by month or you can change it by quarters. And quarters is good to work with. It's like, this quarter, I want to focus on this. So, therefore, you get the, the metrics for that quarter. Next quarter is that. Accounts don't give you that. They give you quarterly or monthly or uh, quarterly or yearly reports. So, you're 100%. What? One of, my, one of the businesses that, that I'm invested in, like, we had a board meeting recently and, like, that figure changed completely, and it's a software as a service where now all they care about is licensed sales. So they do services as well, and they do all these things, but they're going for, like, a, a raise, a capital raise. And the number one thing is they get, like, a 10x multiplier on this, um, and they go, this is all we care about. Just focus on that. And so now that's what the finance guys are, are pushing forward. Now that's a very sort of mature um, sort of situation where, like, they've been around for quite a time quite a while and know exactly what metrics they're going for. Like, so then we just say, great, here is the figure. Are we doing very well? Like for people who haven't been doing this for a long period of time, like imagine me, what, 15 years ago in my young twenties coming out straight into business, I probably actually just before 20, like how can somebody get better at like reading these financial reports? Like, is this just a, hey, Matt, I got no idea how to read out of an Excel file. Can you just give me the one figure that I care about? Or like, how can someone just understand how to read these things? By asking the question. And, you know, as a, uh, the saying goes, you, you, your outcome of your life is determined by the questions you ask. So if you don't know, don't be afraid to ask. 
ask an accountant, ask a bookkeeper, ask me. Like I have, I have clients who have been previous clients of mine as auditing clients still call me and ask me questions. Now, I don't get any money from them, but I help them because that's just my nature. I help people. But you don't – you need to learn what each section of the balance sheet, each section of the profit loss, and each section of the cash flow is. Now, you can't learn it all in one. You can't – you know, there's so much information in those three reports that you could spend weeks and weeks looking at it. But if you understand one section this month, one section the next month, and – as a business owner, let's say you grant, you come to me and say, Matt, I want to know what this figure means. Well, we can do that in your reporting each month and say, hey, this is what this figure means. This is how it relates to all the other figures. Do you know what helped me the most with learning how to read financial reports? The misses. Actually, do you know what? I will give it a position one. I will. <laughs> so apart from that, like I remember looking, the one that got me was the balance sheet. That's the one that like rocked me. Like a, a P&L, I think conceptually is easy to understand. Even a cash flow yep. report conceptually is easy to understand. But the balance sheet, I'm sitting at this thing and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I cannot work out how to like actually turn this into like useful information for me at all. I feel like it's looking at a random set of numbers on a screen. And the number one thing that helped me was comparing it to the previous month. What was really fascinating is that the idea if I got, let's say, the last let's say I got the last six months and I had every one of them and like I knew what had happened inside my business in those months and then being able to go, oh, when the business is running like this, that report looks like that and when it's running and I did this differently the next month and it started to run like that, it really helped me kind of like unpack the idea of like it's being able to translate the differential between those reports by comparing it to other months. Like if I'm behaving like this, the report looks like that. In the following month, well, this is what we did differently and now the report looks like that. I started to be able to like translate well, numbers into activities or how the decisions I'm making in my business are actually translating to what the reports look like. So it turns out if I fire all my staff, I look really profitable. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no, I'm, I joke. Or if it's Unsust- like- Completely unsustainable, but sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, do you know that was actually one of the interesting insights is like I had a few months where profit was really high, but I was very tired because I was working a lot of hours. Yeah. And then when I started hiring people, it was like, oh, I got my time back, but my profit went down a bit. And it's like, was this inverse relationship? And I know it sounds very logical on surface, but I don't think a lot of people are prepared for that at times. I, I, I agree. I am. Um, it was interesting. As a business owner, that's so like non-intuitive to go and look over sort of the trends and what's happened in the past and things like that. Like it's a, it is a valuable insight to actually go, well, great. I, I can look at the last six months and do all of those things. One of the best sort of tips that I can tell people is like, I love booking in a conversation with a bookkeeper and Manny, I love how you said every single month. Why? Because do you really think that many of the business owners listening to this will sit down by themselves for like an hour, two hours, religiously every month to actually look at these, but ask themselves those questions, Charlie, of going, I'm looking at a balance sheet. What would it look like if I compared it to the last six months? <laughs> ah, no, and this is where, like, talking to someone like Matt, where you're like, okay, will you walk me through to educate me on some of these things? Like, to that point, Matt, is there anything else that you think are like these little sort of hidden secrets that people need to be doing at working with their with their bookkeeper? to actually get the most out of that relationship and get the most out of the metrics they're seeing. The, the biggest thing that I can take out of that is don't hide stuff. Numbers don't lie. 
Like you can't, sorry, you cannot hide stuff from a bookkeeper. The numbers don't lie. So don't be afraid to say, hey, I think I stuffed up here or hey, I think that might be wrong because it, the numbers will tell you what's going on. So mm-hmm. in, in that meeting, in that monthly meeting, say, hey, this number's down or this number doesn't look right, why? And we can explain to you and say, this is what it looks like. This is why it's happened compared to the last six months, bang, bang, bang. This is why it is like that. Now, how are you going to get out of that? So don't don't be afraid to say, "Hey, what's going on?" What, what is that? Talk to your bookkeeper. Like that is the greatest <laughs> takeaway. It's because I know so many business owners, myself personally, that are like, "Well, how do I just find someone just to get this reconciliation of books off my hands?" And I'm like, "No, you're approaching this the wrong way." That is like that is just trying to tick a box as opposed to trying to win. Or like the age old thing that I say is like, "Are you playing the game not to lose?" Or you're trying to play this thing to win. And so I there are so many other questions that I want to ask on this, Matty, but I don't want this episode to go forever because I think so many people just under un, underutilize resources that they're already paying for that would actually help propel their business forwards or and everything that they're involved in. And we haven't even touched on bookkeeping for investments or anything like that yet, which I'm excited for in future episodes. But for anyone who's listening to this, if you've done what I did a decade and a half ago and you just use people to tick a box and things like that, and you do want to talk to Maddie and the team over at Platinum, uh, head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com dot com forward slash partners scroll down to maddie's pretty pretty face uh put in your details and we're more than happy to go and introduce you as well uh, and everybody who's listening to this be sure to look out for these future episodes that we do have for maddie uh charlie and i've got quite a lot of pointed questions planned so you can actually maximize most out of your bookkeeper but also your financial figures as well uh, and if you do want to ask Matt any questions, he is in the Facebook group. So head over to Facebook, join Full Stack Business Owner Community. Uh, just tag him and he will help you out every step of the way. Now, I just want to say thank you to yourself, Matt, for jumping on, as well as thank you for everybody listening to this. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.